1: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life. This time, it's all about London Marathon.
3: Hi Harry. Hi Lissy. So this time we're going to kick straight off with um, some reaction to our last podcast. Yeah. So we had a little chat about food before and had a, well I went off on a bit of a ramble but it kind of went down quite well. We had some good reaction on Twitter Um, so a couple of people got in touch saying that they really enjoyed our chat and said that they kind of liked that we were talking about stuff. And it was good to know that they weren't the only ones that felt that way. So that was really nice.
2: Yeah, we're feeling super reassured that other people are going through or having the same or having turmoil about food in general. And we had a email come in too. And I thought um, they actually wanted us to to share uh, what they said. And I think I think we should, uh, as it's always good to hear another point of view. Yeah. So I'm reading this out. After hearing the last one for the road podcast, I wanted to add in another opinion. I do think we are running through an epidemic of orthorexia or faddy eating or jumping on the bandwagon, or whether, whatever you want to call it. But one thing that unites this and diagnosed eating disorders is a sense of control and personal choice. If you decide to stop eating wheat because someone has told you it's the devil, you have a choice. You have control. And if a cookie looks good and you can choose to eat it or choose to take power and feel smug about not eating it, which I got diagnosed as gluten intolerant at Christmas, as well as a few other problems which combined were causing some catastrophic problems with my health. This diagnosis followed over 18 months of invasive exploratory procedures. If it's a hole and they can put a tube in it, I've had it, and hospital stays. The difference between myself and what was discussed on the podcast is that I now have no choice. I feel completely out out of control and sometimes helpless. If I choose to eat that cookie because it looks good, I choose to be ill all of the next day. If I choose to follow that cookie with a croissant the next day, I choose to have a relapse. It can be a very lonely and alienating place, not the place on Instagram where the health bloggers club together in a team against the evil gluten.
3: See, I think it was really good to have another point of view because we're obviously coming at it from two people that have that choice and um, any kind of weirdness that we have we could take control of if we wanted to so yeah it was a very interesting other opinion Um, yeah we really love hearing those so thanks yeah
2: and i'd say there's definitely articles still popping up about this i think i sent you one i think there's Mm. something that we're putting maybe it'll be in the newsletter um that so this is a topic that's obviously never gonna stop being discussed so we welcome more thoughts as we go
3: along so tell me what you've been up to Lissy. Um, I'm gonna kind of combine my high and low into one thing and it's uh, we're gonna talk about this a lot more later so I'm gonna keep it brief and that is the London marathon Mm. so high because obviously as we touched on last time very excited low as I feel like 90% of the people I know are running it Mm. and I'm just feeling a little bit left out oh you're getting some FOMO Kind of I was gonna say <laughs> is this a side of kind back kind to you? of of everything apart from the actual running part. <laughs> yeah. I'm into WhatsApp groups with uh, one's got four other people, one's got five other people and they're all running it and then I just pop up every so often and be like, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like the token I'm, I'm sure I'm they're like, really enjoying you. <laughs> at the moment I'm like the token drunk auntie in the corner and they're all like training hard and not drinking and eating really not well and I'm like, I've had a donut, I'm drunk again and that's all that's happening. <laughs> I think that's so really that is a cool. high in some ways, but also feeling a bit uh unfit and rubbish about it at the same time.
2: Well, as I saw you tweet some advice to marathon runners oh the God. other day. I think I think you're you're the drunk auntie auntie who's also shouting but
3: useful, useful, useful
2: advice information. To people.
3: Okay, I think we'll come back to that later actually because yes. we need to cover that. <laughs> Amaze. Tell me about your high first. Um ah, my high
2: was actually only just this weekend or last weekend um was i did uh that run through who we've talked about before yeah because i'm a bit of a fan of theirs because they do really good flapjack at the end of their races uh they're also excellently organized uh i did the Battersea 10 k again because i did one with our friend steph back in january and we were discussing how we wanted to have another chance to hit a 10k and try and get a pb and she's been injured and actually it ended up that we were gonna run and catch up and because i think there's a combination of the fact we both were very very focused on not being pbing or not running fast um and because steph is a naturally fast runner even when a bit injured uh it meant i was just trying to keep up frequently on four laps of the course i kept going I need to slow down a bit. I think I'm just going to slow down a little bit, Uh, but kept thinking I can't slow down because she's the one that's coming back from an injury. I'm supposed to be fine, Um, but she, uh, I got a PB. Yay! So all for this today. Yeah, all for this today. I got a PB. Um, So I feel quite proud because that's good. Yeah, it came out of nowhere a bit, and I'm having a bit. I've had a bit of like a a real ups and downs with my running at the moment. I mean, I've been running, so I should be grateful for that. (laughs) But I've definitely been a bit, like, not really in the mood. Uh, so, yeah, I feel a bit like, oh, this made me get a bit more involved. So I'm very happy with that. Um, low. My low, well, oh, I just fell over again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when I told you, you were like, again? <laughs> and so, RIP to another pair of Lululemon leggings. Oh,
3: no. Although,
2: I am still going to wear them. But they do, the hole is getting, like, progressively That's bigger. That's really
3: so. I think really I might try upsetting. and sew it up. Well, you know, no. someone is going to New York... Pretty soon, yeah. So. I know. I think I have to put in order. I'm definitely going. It's because... the same
2: knee as well. <laughs> They'll have a salon or something, and it's, it's just, just cheaper, cheaper in
3: dollars, isn't
2: it? Oh yeah. Even if you can just pretend it's cheaper. <laughs> uh, but my knee is quite like gross carpet burn kind of style now. Nice big plaster on it. Tried to do some yoga this morning. Couldn't go down on that knee. <laughs> so d- had to do everything on one leg. A lot more painful. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really enjoy that. And it was just really
3: like. You're grown up. You, yeah, fall over you don't her. fall over when you're grown up. Yes, yeah, so I've plaster like... on your knee. You need some like ones with dinosaurs on. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I
2: think I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit of a low. Um. Oh, and I wanted to recap on reading because yeah, that was in the last two weeks. Yeah, that was a good race because as we've discussed, I was feeling a bit mayor about running, and I'd gone with two friends who were so excited i think just to be like a bit like first race of the season kind of attitude <laughs> and i was a bit well, nervous. like little puppies but yeah they're like really excited little puppies and i was a little bit nervy about it all what's
3: that cartoon where they're like let me them, let me, let me them that's
2: exactly what they were like and actually the race is really well organized it's a vitality one the same as run hackney the medal is amazing it has like so it's a lion. Lion, not line. <laughs> oh yeah, a lion. lion. It's a circle, and then there's another circle inside with a
3: picture of a lion on it that you that can spin. <gasps> Amazing. Never seen that before. I was like, what is this? So that's incredible. But the big question, was it worth running around the streets of Reading? So, things <laughs> I've learned about Reading. Um,
2: <laughs> I, went to, I think what I did learn mostly was that uh, there were a lot of downhills, mm. not very, but some very steep, mean uphills. Um, you run along a dual carriageway
3: Mm. I think people could have warned me about that (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure I tried to warn you about that
2: (laughs) I like that they put on there's a lot of promotional material a lot of like just you know people chat about it people chat about it being a really good PB course like it being fast I believe there might even be a piece of material that says it's the fastest one in Britain well no (laughs) because it's undulating there are long downhills but there are also uphills that nice. It does end in a stadium, and that's awesome. I've never ran in a stadium before, and you yeah. get that thing where you run in and you hear the wall of sound, yeah. and then you're running on. Well, you know, it's like padding because it's not the tra- it's not track. It's,
4: you know,
3: is it worth the other the previous twelve point eight miles? I would imagine that it was not in the stadium. <laughs> I had to spend a lot of the time
2: in the rest of the course in my head, being like, "That's a really good medal. You can end in a stadium. The last three hundred meters are in a stadium." <laughs> That's going to be really cool because I really did find it quite hard to motivate myself mm. when running about two miles along a George carriageway, carriageway with cars coming the other direction. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah. The weather was glorious. <laughs> I'm not. Unless Reading is your hometown and you're like, you know, I love Reading. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's one that. Not. You wouldn't make a trip You don't back. need to necessarily make a trip back. Not in a rush. But for that med. I'm still. I, <laughs> Just the medal. The medal for that, maybe.
3: Cool. Okay, talking Lots, of races, yeah, loads of other races have happened in the last two weeks. Mostly marathons, actually. yeah so seasons are the season is on. Yes, definitely. So since our last recording, we've had. This is probably not an extensive list because I don't keep track of every world marathon, <laughs> but um, at least Paris, Manchester, Brighton, Hamburg, and Boston have all happened since wow. our last recording. As so, in,
2: we only recorded
3: two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, we'd like to especially congratulate someone who is a regular listener who did Manchester. Um, last weekend, and that is Jill who ran a sub three marathon at Manchester, and it was just really good to see because she's like trained like a madwoman for it and done lots and lots of running. So yeah, it was just really good to see someone kind of achieve what they'd hoped to do.
2: That's amazing! I also, I'm, I'm still like,
3: flab- flabbergasted by the time. Stupidly speedy. Just, well done, Jill! Oh, yeah, my God. Amazing. Oh, and I hope she enjoyed it. It's a good atmosphere in Manchester, and. We had someone at Paris, uh, reporter on the ground. Let's let's sound profesh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so profesh. Um, who was going to do an on the run for us, but forgot his phone. So um, did an after the run, which I think is more entertaining and is a great insight for anyone about to run a marathon this weekend. Yeah, this is a a bit of food for thought, I think. So Sam ran Paris Marathon last uh, a couple of weeks ago, and basically recorded something for us straight after he'd finished. And yes, this is what you can look forward to straight after a marathon. <laughs> uh,
4: this is one for the road. Off on the road, oh, oh, it's called. Uh, that was by far and away the hardest thing that I've done. I was just ruined at the moment. Before. I was sick. I was going to pass out. It was park. I got the TV by about an hour. Oh, shit. And a lot of pain. And I've got to get the train back to
0: St Marlowe tonight and I've got about two and
4: a half hours to go. Very much regretting that. doing this. And I've even got bits of orange
1: in my teeth.
4: The last draw and I can't find my other phone. All
2: in all. So he sounds like he's having a good time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm. I don't think I've ever sound, heard him sound so out of it before. So Yeah, that sounded like a tough race. Yeah. We hope you're okay now, Sam. <laughs> I hope you don't hate running forever now. Um, so now we move on to the London Marathon section of the podcast. <laughs>
2: As you can tell, this is really exciting.
3: So it is T-minus, not that many days away. It's We are weekend. in Marathon Week. Yeah, we are in Marathon Week. Officially in Marathon Week. Honestly, I'm so much more excited than I was last year. When I was. It's quite ridiculous. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> I'm like looking at you so incredulously across the table. <laughs> um yeah never been this excited in the week before a marathon before anyway um we know lots of people running this year or have run in the past or a mixture of both it turns out Mm. um so we thought we would get some of their views on either why they're excited or some tips on what to expect on running the london marathon
2: yeah because you know we're
3: not really the ones to ask
4: (laughs) (laughs) My name's Ben, and this is my first year running London.
3: What are you most looking forward to about running London?
4: Probably the crowds, are kind of being sort of encapsulated in all of the great things about running and sport in London, my favourite city.
3: And um, what is the thing you've learnt the most through marathon training?
4: I hate running now. I didn't used to, but I do now. That's <laughs> it, really.
3: My name is Melanie Rose, and this is my first time running London Marathon. And what are you most looking forward to about running London? Making my mum really
2: proud of me and that's what I think I'm most looking forward to and seeing all my friends who have trained really
3: hard but just running in my city because I've lived in London for 10 years and this is my 10 year anniversary so it's even more special And what's been the most surprising thing about training for Marathon? This is the first time
2: I've ever trained for a race, so I think the most surprising thing is how easy I've found training, actually. I thought it would be way harder, and I've actually quite enjoyed like my 20-mile runs, but that's mostly because I've been running with all the women run collectives that Sora Walsh set up.
0: Hi, my name is Charlie, and
2: this is my first time running the London Marathon. The thing I'm most looking forward to is probably seeing all those amazing faces along the route. The biggest lesson I've learned from marathon training
4: is that sleep is key. My name's Francis and I ran the London Marathon in 2013. The thing I enjoyed most about it was it's uh, it's like your home race, so all of your friends and family are out to cheer you on and uh, it's a great spectacle. The one piece of advice I'd give to people running it for the first time is to follow the blue line, because it's the shortest uh, route around the course. If you deviate from it, you can end up running half a mile more than you need to, and that's obviously going to affect your time, so follow that blue line.
5: Hi, my name's Lizzie Pollard and I ran the London Marathon in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2015 and soon to be 2016, which is quite a few times but I think that is proof of just how amazing the London Marathon is and what a brilliant experience it is. I just remember the first time I ran it I was completely overwhelmed with the support and the number of people that line the roads to come and cheer you on. Every single inch of the route now has people on it. And when you're feeling a bit low, you might be struggling a bit, and someone calls out your name. It's just quite emotional, really. I've got to admit I've cried a few times. Don't tell anyone about that in terms of tips, I guess it's a bit like your wedding day uh I imagine it goes really fast, it's over like that, so lap up every single moment of it um enjoy it because you've been working really hard for it for months and You'll be basking in the glory of it for days afterwards, or even weeks. And you'll probably want to sign up for another marathon straight away. My other tip would be... It's all about the phone battery. Don't be an idiot and try and post loads of social media updates from the start line, because there is no reception, and you'll just drain your battery trying to do so, and so then you won't have a phone for when you need music, or if you've got like an app that you're using and you'll be really bummed out
4: about that. Hi, my name's Chris, um, and I did the London Marathon in 2015. The thing I enjoyed most about the marathon was is really looking forward to seeing my friends on the course, and that would have been from where we where we started, down in Blackheath, throughout up to Mile 21, where I knew a lot of my friends were going to be, and that, that kind of kept me going, actually, when I was coming through, like, I think it was towards Canary Wharf, where things got a little bit tough, so I really looked forward to that, and I think there were a lot of wonderful things about running the London Marathon because I'm a Londoner, I was born in East London. The fact that I saw a lot of people that I recognised from growing up in the city on the course, that was really nice too, like, you know, people that you see in the post office or people that you might have been in supermarket, friends from school that you've lost contact with. And that's really, really nice and wonderful. If I was going to give you any advice, really, it would be more about, you know, running your own race. It's important to do that. Try not to get caught up in what other people are doing. But also, um, you know, celebrate the achievement of doing a marathon. I remember... London was my third marathon and I think after every marathon I have a mixture of different emotions. Sometimes I feel like I never want to run ever again. Other times I'm like kind of like, oh, I'm curious to know what I could do next time. Will I be better at doing it in the In terms of maybe I'd feel less pain? I mean, it's, going for a time is great, but I, I often just think, You try and measure the race on how much you enjoyed it. And also, I think, you know, whatever emotion comes, just kind of embrace it. I think you get so many different emotions. And and one of the bigger achievements is knowing that you have done something that 1% of the world's population has done, and that's quite fantastic. There's not many people that have run the 26.2, and that in itself is a fantastic and wonderful achievement. For all those doing it, good luck, and I hope it's a fantastic race. Enjoy it.
3: So that was just a few of our um, friends that are running it. If you're also running London, let us know on Twitter... At OFDR podcast, let us know your number so we can keep an eye out for you yeah. because we'll be cheering.
2: Yeah, look out for Lissy she's got many treats. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that sounds like I am going to like do something crazy. Anyway, <laughs> I um, love a jelly baby. You that <laughs> yeah, one. that's a great one. We'll love a jelly baby. Um, so that's enough tips for runners. I am sure there is a few more people that are going to be cheering. So we thought we'd do our yeah, hmm, yeah we've cheered a few times I've cheered a few races I'm going to give you a guide <laughs> <laughs> a little a little bypass guide I would actually okay. like to say I'm probably more seasoned in cheering than I am running now so <laughs> that's true I like <laughs> I, I agree especially <laughs> the they're great so top okay. tips okay well with
2: it I think there is things that are generic across all races maybe you can dabble into the London specifics yes. I think you'll be good for that I would say go prepared get a map get the numbers of the runners get an app if they've got one mhm and go like hydrated
3: and with snacks because
2: you never know where you're
3: going to end up. Yes, I think this is especially important in London because it's not that easy to get around. So, oh no, underestimate. Yeah, underestimate. Over- well, is in
2: well. Oh yeah, over prepare but underestimate how much you can move around.
3: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yes, that's a good point. It's not going to be like Barcelona where I popped up four different places. You're probably going to get one or two opportunities. I'd mm-hmm. say it's mm-hmm. quite hard to move around the transport system. Very busy. Yeah. Also, don't you don't want to be stuck with no water and no snacks? Snacks are very important. Yeah. Just in life, really. Yeah. That's not true. just when chewing them out. We'd advise and... that anyway. Uh, yeah. And the bathroom, like, there's no. Mm.
2: You. I always seem to end up somewhere where there is no bathroom in immediate vicinity. Yeah. And you end up just having to beg, borrow, and steal.
3: I am actually a bit worried about this because the place where I'm planning on standing for probably yeah, most doesn't. of it doesn't have a bathroom. So you have to go into a pub. Might be a duck-behind-a-car scenario. <laughs> <laughs> urban, urban we, Urban-wee. Um, yes, what else do I say? Oh, yeah, on the map front, um, also, the app for London is notoriously shit. Yeah. Like, so it would be good to have an idea of what pace you think your people that you're looking for are going to run at, mm-hmm. so you have an idea of roughly when they're going to turn up. Mm-hmm. Because... You don't want to be kind of like staring down the road looking at every single person for like three hours. No, because you know, that's
2: the thing that I don't think I. I think at London I noticed the most about how many people are coming through at once and how hard it is to make. to start to see anybody or anything. It becomes just like a total sea of people constantly. It happens really fast
3: as well. Yeah. Like after the elites come through, it's all of a sudden just like all of the people. Yeah, and it just feels Four constant. Hours. Yeah, <laughs> it just feels constant. So Four maybe hours. even if you really are
2: wanting to see people, or you want the runner to see you, think about whether you can have something that makes you stand out. Whether you can discuss what side of the road you might stand on, because
3: it's really hard as a runner to spot people. That's actually a very good point. It's probably easier for the runner to find you than you to find the runner.
2: Well, I definitely say when I've been running races, I've more frequently found people. I've been the one to be
3: like, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I do that all Yeah, Like, cheer me. Hello. I'm yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah, be really specific with where you're going to be. That helped with me with my mum. So mm-hmm. she was just after Tower Bridge and she told me that she was just opposite Topstiles. So <laughs> I literally stopped at Topstiles and and just walked along the crowd until I saw her. Because I was like, there's only about 20 metres that she can be in. It's yeah. going to be in this gap here somewhere. Oh, that's good. I'd um, say, yeah, things to make you stand out. I have just ordered some cheerleader pom-poms from eBay. So I will have some purple sparkling cheerleader yeah, pom-poms. And a cowbell.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you bring bringing your cowbell.
3: And I will be <gasps> just before March 21. I'm writing a note to remember to bring my cowbell. <laughs> Literally written it down. Um... Other tips for cheerers is you just have to have no shame like don't be shy about clapping at other people or shouting no, at them always, like always just go with the encouragement You like how much it means to have someone shout your name or even just catch your eye when you're running past it's so special Me and Steph in Berlin were in an area that was quite sparse on spectators and we had a cowbell and we were just ringing it making so much noise and the looks we were getting <laughs> from ugh, who are these crazy people you just have to embrace that Yeah it's not so much of a problem in London, because there's so mi- so many crowds. But, Cheer your heart. Yeah. And I'd say, if you were meeting someone, so
2: if you have got someone you know you're running, and you want to meet them after, I don't think the finish is a good...
3: Or at least not the immediate finish. There is no phone signal. No. Or, yeah, exactly. If you're going to do it, be again, be prepared. Say exactly where you're going to be. They mm-hmm. have um, letters, so maybe, like, the surname... So yeah. it's really annoying because my surname starts with W, so I had to walk all the way around <laughs> to the very end of the alphabet. And then I had to wait quite a long time for my mum to turn up. Um, and when she did, she had a cold mocha, because oh, I said what I wanted was a mocha, and she was like, uh, it's cold now. I was like, I don't care. I just want milk and chocolate. The best. I wanted a pretzel. I got a pretzel. That's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe it, it depends. It depends if you're okay with just collapsing and waiting, which at the end of a marathon probably is the best yeah, option. Or all you want to do.
2: Maybe that's the way as well, like... for the runner to be the person who just like stands still and doesn't
3: move and the cheerers go and find them but be prepared that it might not be immediate yeah it can be pretty tricky around that finish area what else have we got is that it
5: yeah i think they're the main
3: things yeah snacks and be loud they're my main ones (laughs) yeah
5: oh and get there
2: early like see and get stay there stay for the like as much as you can Because you see the whole breadth of every type of runner, person from all over the world coming for this like
3: one special big moment. Uh, We're like getting emotional talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously we'll have a recap on how we found the London Marathon um, next episode. But for now, you can find us on the internet and also...
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast And use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend.
1: But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Just know if you're running,
3: just a reminder. Um, On Twitter and Instagram, we are at podcast. Our email address is OFDRpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, we're doing it again. Um, And our website is OFDRpodcast at wordpress.com. think that's all of them that is oh and join our newsletter oh yeah join the newsletter the link is on the website and um yeah we'll see you in a fortnight see you soon bye